This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. At one point in time, if you listened to the show, you knew uh, about our little secret site to get awesome discs. Uh, it's not a secret anymore. It is a site where you can learn everything about the discs you're purchasing before you actually have them in your hands. Get disc weight, dominess, flatness, all kinds of ratings. Learn it before you get it in there and get your favorite disc at only the best discs. OTBDiscs.com. Use promo code DGPODCAST to get free shipping on your next order. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 219 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin, and alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. How's it going? Good. It's a it's a wonderful, uneventful night. Just finished watching a uh, show mez, which was more like a slow mez. Uh, but, uh, you know, just a big announcement. Hey, we're going to have James Conrad on and not... Talk about a sponsor change. Talk about we'll a talk about a sponsor change, we're gonna but not talk who the about, sponsor is. We're going to talk about his strategy uh, of changing discs and sponsors, but we're not going to talk about where he's going yet. We're just going to we're going to talk about what it's like to change sponsors for an hour with uh, two pros that have done it one multiple times, mm-hmm. maybe actually all three multiple times. Um. Well, no, I guess just two. Yeah, but I—I I mean, Germ was prodigy, Innova prodigy, yeah. Innova, and I don't know what Uliberry was. He was probably Innova. I think he went Innova prodigy Discraft, yeah. but he might have been Discraft before. Well, Germ was Discraft way, but anyways, yeah. I'm going too far. Yeah. yeah, Sexton's just been Innova. I think. I think so. But yeah, it was uh, it when when it first came out that he was going to be on Shomez earlier today. I was like, "Oh, this is too good to be true." It's Seven p.m. Pacific time, right before we record a podcast, and maybe announces. Then I'm like, "Ah, no, he's not going to do that. He's just building hype for his announcement after we do this podcast." And and that's what it's going to be. Should and sure should, enough, should we make another bet? <laughs> do you want to take the opposite side this time? I do not. I do I, not. I'll, I'll I'll take the same side. He he actually I heard he said 100% he will be announcing tomorrow. So, like I here's my thought. We had this posted in Slack earlier, but what if we record right after I finish this comment three different options as to most likely landing spots. And then tomorrow you just splice in the one that's right. What do you think? I can totally do that. That just means y'all aren't going to get the podcast in the morning. It's going to be later in the day. Yeah, but we just wait for whenever it happens, and then we just put in the one. And we... or do or do we just record them all three now? Yeah, and I just put in like the notes I edit in. Skip to this time. <laughs> if Conrad, if Conrad signs with Discraft, skip to thirteen twelve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Conrad signs with MVP, skip to nine eleven. <laughs> Oh. oh, never forget. Um, 
<laughs> I don't. Sorry. I. It's a. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Do you think brought that to a screeching halt? Do, do you think you need? I'm just moving right past. Do you think? There needs to be more than... Do you think there's more than two options? I think there's really strongly one. I think if there is one crazy place... I think there are two realistic options. I think that Discraft cannot be counted out because they they're are... Discraft. They're the empire they're right now. And they're They're the juggernauts of the disc golf market, and uh, you can't count anything out. Um, I strongly believe that he's going to MVP, but I, I you can't count Discraft off out i don't think dynamic dis is is a possibility uh i just don't i don't know no. why but I, I just don't he so D- because one they haven't been strongly involved in the free agent disc golf market for two years now right well here's the other thing i didn't listen to this entire uh mez. it was all in the background i did hear a piece where he loves when he has a week off to go to big music festivals uh-huh in my mind, well, uh, uh, dynamic disc doesn't allow you to listen to music, so <laughs> you're not allowed to dance. <laughs> you can't listen to music. But if you go to music festivals, you're probably doing some other things that they don't allow, <laughs> or like represented by their brand. That, that's probably true. Just throwing yeah. that yeah. out there. Yeah, I could be very wrong on uh, James Conrad, but but am I? I think you're on point. I think that there's a. Uh, some extracurriculars involved. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he does kind of look like Jesus, which would go well with That's the... That's true. With, I am that just is saying. true. <laughs> <laughs> and they might... <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think... I think Discraft is the long shot, but not out of running MVP. I just feel like the, of what's left and what we, we know it's on Innova... We're fairly certain, based on Dynamic Disc's recent history of not really shoveling out money to anyone, uh, that they're not going to be involved. Well, the other piece, too, is is the reason that it was slowed up from being told, and he said it himself at the beginning, was want to make sure demand can be met, all that kind of stuff. And MVP Steve even came out and was like, you know, we would love to go after someone like James Conner. We just need to make sure that we yeah. have the inventory and uh-huh. so blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yeah. And Dis- Discraft doesn't – they're they'll pump them out if they need to. Yeah. Like they brought Ezra on and they're like, oh, you want these crazy weird nukes? Done. Let's let's do it. And DD, I think DD probably pumps out more discs than anyone. Yeah, possibly. I, I mean, they just sell they, – the, Right now, just in general – and I don't know whether I should talk about what we're going to talk about in the show because we've already kind of like gotten into it, but I'll at least take this moment to tell you what our deer review is going to be. Oh, smart. And and then we can we can get into it. But as usual, we have a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about how much of a dick James Conrad is for going... Uh, never mind. I'm sorry, James. I, I My feelings are hurt. I let it get the best of me. You're not a dick. You're a very nice person. I just beautiful hair, beautiful flowing hair, locks. flowing locks, uh, wonderful run up, uh, silky smooth putter drives, uh, awesome jump putts. You just, you're just a, a beautiful disc golfer, like a and pilot it, man. And, to and me. I'm just, I'm just in a very immature way expressing my 
desire to see you sign for lots of money with a great contract and i just i can't process those feelings in i'm just frustrated. in the right way i'm just i'm, I'm super just, i'm frustrated don't don't start with that i can't do that I'm frustrated there's an r in is frust there's an r frustrated so joe frustrated i don't like this this is not fun it is very frustrating for sure <laughs> so i just i just want you to to be honest with us and just just talk to us and tell us where you're gonna go and and then next we're gonna talk about dismania and the announcement that they made about the future of their molds and then we'll do our world famous deer review our disc and beer pairing where we take a disc we take a beer we review them both and let you know whether you should bring on the course tonight we have the mint discs longhorn 11 speed four glide minus one turn 2.5 fade yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about those yeah. numbers. And we are pairing we'll that with numbers. Full Turbo by Transient Artisan Ales. The best kind of artisan ales are made by Transients, by the way. Uh, this is batch number three, I should note, on the on there. 8% alcohol. Uh, it is a, a double IPA. And this was sent to us by one of our Just Call Podcast mods, Joey. Thank you so much, our Joey. Slack pseudo. Mods, yeah. So, uh, pseudo in, in our Slack group. So, awesome double IPA. Full turbo, which right. you know is coincidentally a really cool disc golf shot. I uh, I made a turbo putt last time we played. Yeah, I'm sure you did. It was like through a tree, but honestly, no more than eight feet. But it was a turbo. Yeah, I think <clears> I, I think I remember that. Or through like a V in a tree. Anyway, let's get back to nothing like throwing a turbo in that Con- V. Con- Conrad, yeah, of course. You know more. You know better than wow all I of know. us. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think it uh, can be. Here's a, here. Actually, here's a question. This is what I was thinking about before we broke off. So is this the segment that we talk about him going to MVP or the? Yeah, basically. Okay. Is it? Do they? So I'm like rambling. They start with MVP, then they release Axiom, and then Streamline. But yeah. it's still, at first, I feel like they were very much like, no, they're like different brands. There's MVP, there's Axiom, there's mm-hmm. Streamline. I feel as though as they started sponsoring more players, they're like, w- like MVP is the father, is the mother, whatever. That's what houses the others. Are there Axiom players or Streamline no, pros, no, it's, straight, just MVP. It, it's MVP and and they all throw. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, I know we talked a lot when we very first. I feel like we just were like, it'd be cool if we won MVP. It was a fun idea. Yeah, and like, oh, James Conner and MVs would be so fucking rad. I think and this then, would be pilots though. Exactly. That's where I was going. Thanks for just jumping right in. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. <clears throat> I think I could see him throwing MVs, but not as a putter. Yeah. So like the main thing is one, he throws beaded AVRs. So like the pilot having that 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 bead on there is going to be a big difference between the envy, which does not. Right. Um, also, he loves the like slow turnover shots and and all that sort of stuff. And it, while in electron envy, especially like electron soft envy, can and will do that, and he very well may throw them. I feel like. Like an electron soft pilot would yep. do that sooner. Yep. Um, while they are still a fairly stable putter. Um, or if he wants to be like Ian, and maybe he has a secret uh, proton 
I think envy that he's been throwing for yeah eight but, years. But James Conrad does not have a time machine, so he can't throw it for eight Ian, years. Ian, I think you know what you need to do. I think <laughs> I think you're like very. You know, first Ian's been real quiet. We probably could have. He probably knows. Stamped. Oh, he probably does. Everybody knows. This is how disc golf. Works. I know. Everybody uh, knows. Ian tells us things all the time, and we're like, we won't say until, until it's let in, until someone else tells us. He totally knows. He totally knows. They all know. I tried. I tried to get Danny to tell me where Ezra was. Everyone going. Everyone on that show, Mez knows Danny knows where Conrad's Danny going. Danny wouldn't tell me anything. Danny was so tight-lipped. Kind of hurt my feelings, Danny. I hope you're listening. Um, we're never gonna come on Jam with the Best again. That's not true. Someday we will, and my audio won't be fucking garbage. I promise. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sidetrack. Uh, MVP. It's got like it got to be MVP. Has to be. But Discraft is basically signing anyone and everyone that is good at disc golf, and uh, they are selling discs. I, I I was looking around. So OTB Discs is awesome. They've got oh yeah Discraft on there and there's some discs but it's a very small selection other retailers i was looking at it just just for reference like 75 percent of the molds are out of stock on like totally by the way this shit's starting to like super hit okay good for you um joe's joe's hitting the beers it's gonna be good it is it's It's gonna gonna be be gonna get interesting but it's just incredible how how popular disc golf has been this year and you couple that with the restrictions based on COVID. So already when you're dealing with manufacturing and having to deal with COVID restrictions and, you know, reduce staff and things like that, you're going to slow down your production until you figure out how to work it. And all of these companies are behind, not to mention we have like three, four manufacturers, actual manufacturers in disc golf. Yeah. And and they're producing discs for like 70 brands. Yep. Oh my god, so many more or less. So like we have Latitude 64, right? They, yep. They they manufacture all things, you know, trilogy. And we have MVP. Well, don't don't forget also the uh Dismania uh, yeah, yeah, and the Dismania Evolution line. Evolution, right, yeah. there you go. So then we have MVP, and then we have Discraft, and then we have Innova, and then we have Gateway, which is kind of like, you know. Yeah, but I mean. They are technically making discs. Yep, Innova's got a ton that fall under it. Um, Millennium. But I mean, the, the yeah, big totally, ones yeah. are, are the four that I mentioned. Yep, totally. And there are other, you know, Casta makes their own discs, right? Right, right. Yep, so, Casa does. You know, and I... It, but MVP, the thing, too, just, just to, to... If you're... But the main, think, my main yeah. point was the four totally. the, the major big, the manufacturers... Big four, as we that, always call them. That, yeah, that produce the majority of the company's discs that most people are buying. So, um, and they're all way behind on, on everything. It just... The stock is crazy low. And typically, I would imagine they're not expecting to sell a ton of discs in the winter months and so it partially covid partially you know in a normal year when they didn't see a crap ton of growth in the sport of disc golf weren't expecting to have to 
produce a bunch of discs and maybe were working on R&D on new molds and other things like that, devoting their resources to, uh, you know, preparing for the season and then releasing a whole bunch of discs early on. And maybe that's what's happening. But I, I, from what I can tell, they're just all way behind. And even MVP, like well chronicled, searching for another extruder for all of 2020 and just couldn't get one. Like just, just couldn't because when you are disc golf and you're looking for a machine that extrudes plastic into a mold, while it seems like a big deal to us, if you think about all the other massive multi-billion dollar companies that extrude plastic for their livelihood, disc golf is a very small fish in that pond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very small fish. And when you're talking about something that's extruding parts for, say, a ventilator or, you know some other medical device or things like that disc golf isn't on that radar on that echelon of, not no not in close and so we have a, a strange kind of you know supply issue with the manufacturing process and a massive demand in a sport that has grown like crazy throughout the pandemic and here we are we you know, can't get the disc we want. No. What we even we we told we finally had enough like push through Slack that we were like, all right, let's look at MVP Axiom about getting some discs made. And the molds available were so few. So very, very few. Yeah. Um which is a testament they're doing great stuff. Um I I have slowly carried more and more gyro and streamline. Um, it's kind of wild, but that's just a a part of it. Um, so I I don't I maybe I talked to you off mic or maybe a little bit last week, but I was a part of our local club meeting and they were talking about getting discs made for their annual membership, and they were talking about what discs they wanted and what brands they should go with because of that, and I had to stop them and say. Find out what those manufacturers actually have available before you start fig- like choosing the brand because we might all be choosing a brand because we want these three or four molds and none of them are going to be available and no one's going to be happy. Like, yeah, no one wants – sorry, Garrett Gerthy. Nobody wants Wombat 3s um, for their club disc. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, uh, given the way things are going with Innova – you know, Innova might have the best availability. We haven't checked. I, they, I, I feel like they are but producing a ton, and they, they do have a lot of they totally availability. Are. And I think, ultimately, for our local club, that's what it's going to be because you can kind of get, for the most part, the molds that you want. They Innova has in- so many different molds. It's insane. Oh, it's 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 nuts. Um, but yeah, it's it's a kind of it's kind of wild world. Uh, to take uh, one more step real quick back to, to reiterate what you said, Conrad, pilots, totally. Pilots make all yeah. the sense in the world. And I will um, I will buy, I want to say a stupid amount. I want to feel as though it won't be a stupid amount, but it'll probably be a stupid amount of like Conrad pilots. I'm sure. If, if a Conrad pilot comes out, it means that it's going to have an awesome stamp. And I, I look for it like a triple foil, something incredible. Yep. Not that goofy hair thing from the 
Yeah. Dude From won the, USDGC and they just ran the other the same stamp and put a bottom stamp and it's like, I know. come on, dude. I know. Not cool. I know. Well, I mean, I think we're seeing, you know, he's he's left he's hundred percent left Innova. That was yeah. that's old news. But I mean that could be could be part of it. Same thing like with that we talked about it a, a hundred times at least on this podcast. But the the Paul Macbeth USDGC AVR it, when he left in his year leaving was like the the ultimate we looked at that and we're like oh he's leaving Innova yeah like yeah like somebody's kid designed this this is not good you know this is this is literally like they took some clip art and put a silhouette of Paul Macbeth in the middle of it and stamped it on a disc and yeah he's for sure leaving Innova like there's there's no way so it, it's it's an interesting dynamic in disc golf and and the manufacturing end of it is so strange because the sport is growing so much, but these manufacturers cannot get the equipment they need to keep up with demand. And you got people, I hear all the time people complaining about prices on, on certain discs and stuff like that. We, we have a massive amount of demand and these manufacturers and brands are showing up, not to mention all over the place. And there's only, you know, five, six different places that you can get a disc made. So, wh- yeah, we got what the are new, you going to do? The, the new one on the, the scene, the Loft Hydrogen. Yeah. I, and I don't even know who's manufacturing that one. No clue. I would assume since it's... it's a Kickstarter that they're doing it themselves. Uh, I, I, I would think it's going to be Lat 64, don't you think? Since That's it's in Norway. Yeah. I don't know. I would think, but maybe not. Maybe they, uh, they've got, got access to it. The only other thing I could think is that some of these larger companies that deal with plastic extrusion uh, notice disc golf and somebody signs a contract with a company that makes a whole bunch of, you know, chairs, you know, like. By the way, but at the same time, Yakun, like just, I, I didn't even mention Yakun because Yakun makes right. the active line yeah. for Dismania. So, like, there's all kinds of, of, uh, Chinese manufacturing companies that could probably do it too, but um, it's it's a complicated situation. Bus- business is booming. Yeah, if an extinct brand wanted to come back, like say a Vibram, this would be a perfect time. <laughs> why? Why you got to do that? <laughs> James Conrad to Vibram. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Listen, we're covering all the bases, people. Sorry, CB. I don't mean to like, <laughs> all hurt right. your heart. So the scenario that that Conrad goes to Discraft, he throws challengers, magnets. What is focus? Focus. Okay, I can see that. Focus. I play with yeah. the dude who puts focuses and and there. I mean, like- I I think that early on in the in the beginning before. Uh, you know, Discraft went on and, and signed more people. I just thought like Conrad and the Comet makes so much sense. It you does, know, like, but like MJ. I know, but but like it, it makes sense for Conrad to throw a disc like that. And but the focus makes sense too. And I think Discraft and just is in like, general, we have MJ. Do we need Conrad? <laughs> yes. Yes. You always need. We've got we've got Conrad Light. <laughs> we got MJ. But I, I, you can totally see the the possibility that that's that 
that's what's going on. And given what we see on Discraft inventory on all the various Maybe retailers. Maybe there's like a soul so MJ can keep the Comet. I don't see the soul being, I, I don't know. I just, the Comet, the Comet, the MJ Comet prints money. Does it? I think it so. did. I don't know that it does. MJ will always print money on okay. Comet. I'll, I'll, I'll just, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> MJ clearly slash uh, your boy Kiki. <laughs> we played so. disc golf this weekend uh, with all of our boys and Robin's middle son throwing great drives, but ultimate MJ, like as soon as disc is out of the hand, turning around facing us. Yeah. He's just like, I know where it's going. I, I know I threw it exactly how I want. He does I know not where it's know going. where it's going. I know, but it was it was cute. It was yeah. very it was very MJ esque. Yeah, good good throws, good pulls, good form. Just turn around, look nowhere. Either MJ or uh, early me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early me out of my hand. I don't like it. I'm not gonna look. I'm Dude, gonna go get another disc. When when Joe when I first got Joe into disc golf, I literally had to not only watch exactly where he threw, but like literally remind him watch your disc watch your disc yep. i'm not finding this and i probably should have just like if it wasn't gonna fuck up my day like in terms of the amount of time i probably would have just been like dude go find your disc i'm gonna keep playing like i i don't care yeah like, but i would have pouted and shit. you would have pouted and like been a dick and about we it rode together in those days because we could yeah exactly so i was like god damn it but i like i literally i, I need I, my three dollar disc <laughs> I, can, I can remember being like you need to do this is not my responsibility. You need to watch your shitty ass throw and go walk straight to it. Like watch it land, walk a straight line to it for fuck's no, sake. No, don't go through another one. And not another one. What the fuck are you there doing? There are no trees. Just walk a straight line. You'll find it. God. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent times. But I I, I mean it's legit possible that Conrad is with disc golf or discraft. I, I can 100% see it. But to Unlikely, me, but possible. To me, those are the only two options. I don't, like I said, I don't think DD is an option. I don't think Latitude 64 is. I think Dismania is already maxed out with Eagle and Simon. Um, and and uh, the young guy, I forget his name. So I just, I just don't. Oh, and Casey White and the other young guy. Yeah, I just, I think it, they're. Uh, Ethan Klein, something Klein. Klein. Kyle anyway. Klein? Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's got to be one of those two. And I'm going MVP. Like we've said, too. we're, we're stick, sticking with it for fucking like four weeks now. God, there's nowhere else he could go. There's absolutely nowhere else he could go. It has to be. It has to be. Cash right. would be rad, but they're not. They're, they're not. They're not. They can't do it. No. They're not ready for that. No. So, uh, one other interesting kind of news bit that came through was that Dismania sent out an email kind of uh, talking about the state of the company uh, going forward in, in 2021. And um, they already kind of what they're calling suspended originals molds. Originals for Dismania, they have three different kind of terms for the lines of discs. Originals means that it's, it's manufactured Innova. by Innova. They have Evolution which means that it's manufactured by Latitude 64, and they have Active, which means that it's manufactured by Yakun Discs, which is a Chinese manufacturing company. Um, and so those are those three, and they are 
primarily focusing on it there wasn't much mention of active in in that in the release but they it is still around but uh their originals the innova manufactured stuff they have they suspended molds in 2020 and they're going to continue to do so in 2021 but they're going to introduce new molds in evolution and what that means to me is that Dismania is moving away from Innova. Yeah. Just in general. So so let's run through. We kind of talked about it before we started recording. So originally said four to five originals. Will, they'll, they'll make more of right now. They're not yeah. necessarily saying the others are gone forever or fully OOP, but that's basically what it is. Um, PD2 for sure is going to stay. Yeah, P2. P2. Has to stay. PD has to stay. Yeah. Um, does it who's who's the signature pd right now uh, yeah montgomery yep colt yeah. montgomery okay. but but eagle and simon both, both throw it yeah throw it yeah. a ton yep um FDs, i say i FDs say fd and i stay. think i think they both love fds but i'll tell you well, right night now, strikes if it wasn't for, right if it wasn't for this podcast though of course yeah i don't know we have to I take credit know, i don't know that fd would be as big as it is yeah, we we have to take credit, that's, and so that's and of then and that might be it, and maybe probably like an MD four or something, something along those lines. Probably. What's the? Yeah. What was the? There was the eagle. What's the MD four? Is the eagle, uh, eagle mid signature mid right? The the yeah the crescent eagle eagle or something like that or I think so. We'll have to take I don't a look know. at that. But yeah, so I think those are right because the um. The Lazat ones are P2s, right? Correct. Yeah. The okay. Sky Gods? Sky Gods, yeah. Yes. Those, so those, so are P2s. those molds will stay. The others will go. Um, I mean, and, and here's the thing. But I mean, there's also like the CD2, the Roaming Thunder, right? Right. That that were... That, so... But I don't I, know if someone's... But Roaming Thunder went... Because that was Dana Vici who's been... Yeah. Yeah. Um, True. Not touring so that hasn't come out yeah i think avery, still a popular mold. avery has a a pd also maybe the yeah. dark mall yep um but regardless uh basically so what i've been hearing so we bought the obviously we did the tilt last week we got the black mystery box um and as i in our slack group we have a disc maniacs channel so people super in disc mania and as I was going through the discs that I got, a few of them, they were like, oh, that's going to be like this or that. And a few of the times, and, and granted, most of the time, they're like, oh, it's like a Comet or a whatever. But there are a few that was like, oh, it's actually like an FD or whatever. So I feel like they're starting to have a decent amount of overlap with their own discs, which would further exactly what you're saying, that this is kind of a way to phase out Innova. Yeah. Um, that they're basically replacing the, the what did they call them? The originals. The, the originals yeah. with new discs that fly very similar or, or possibly better in well, their I would I would assume that Discmania owns the, the design of their molds. So that would be my guess, is that they are going to start I, whether whether they physically own the molds that Innova uses to, to mold their discs, 
I don't know that. And I don't know anyone that can answer that question aside from UC or, you know, a few other people high up in Dismania and Innova. So here's um, a crazy question. I don't know if you but, answer. But I would guess that they at least know the shape of those molds. Yeah. And, and have all of that information and would then be using that to create the same mold so that LAT64 could uh, create a new FD with with lat 64 plastic yeah yeah molded by them under a new name which is i don't know what right now but i'm sure that's what uh, genius or whatever but it also, seems to me that that's I, what's happening i think it's it's i think there's there's no way to not um legitimize tomas the the person who makes the molds for lat 64 yeah um i mean with the, the tilt Regardless, he knows what he's doing pretty damn well. Yeah, he's done a lot for a lot, a lot of brands. Um, but I also feel like the uh, so when you look at older innovators, their patent number they have the patent number. Is that patent just for a flying disc, or is it like to the specific mold? It's just flying disc. I don't. Know. It has yeah. to be a specific yeah. It's, mold it's, or it's to the to the mold itself. So patents run out. So that yeah. could also be part of, of course. A, a, an exodus from Innova being like, we not only, you know, maybe it was built by Innova, but now that patent's gone and yeah. it makes it even easier now to take that mold and shape and, and bring and it And do our own else. thing with it. Yep. It, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the writing on the wall here uh, from, from this announcement is that they are suspending more originals, mold, originals molds and increasing their evolution molds so they're just moving their yep their manufacturing supply right. over to lat 64 <laughs> and, and you didn't know you see in dismania really is from europe and are just not ready to colorado's and, and, and maybe spots. even wanted to do it even more extreme but just cannot do it because think of their people that putt with p2s like you suddenly want to change the plastic on the putter that that eagle uses and and just force them to to do that well it, it, that could be a bit of a problem so keep it make it a slow transition uh use that time to m market a new disc albeit possibly the same disc just molded by a different company in their own plastic blends that they like to use and and just make it a slow transition and i think that's exactly what they're doing so uh they already kind of showed that when they they announced their their active line through uh through yakun and now with lat 64 so uh for the evolution line so i i think this is just them making a you know kind of gradual transition away from innova so We'll see. I could be totally wrong. Maybe Innova is just way behind on manufacturing and they're just doing the best they can to, to make all the discs they want and it's not what they want to do. But to me, it seems pretty obvious the, the way they've geared things lately. You don't even hear a lot about uh, Innova making <laughs> molds OOP and they have like 9,000 molds. So many molds. Um, you know, like the thing is with the big brands too... They are very like pro. I don't know. I just think about how little we all know and pretend that we do. Um, 
Like you think about like brand loyalty, like Apple, that's like, there's this new Apple product and people who are super into Apple are like, let's go get it. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens with top pros. They're like, I putt with this now. I Woo. like to drive this. And it's like, I want to buy all of that putter. Give it to me. I'm also switching putters because Eagle does this or that, um, which works, which would make that even easier to transition away from the originals molds. Yeah. If eagle and simon both were like oh no we putt with links yeah p2 will fit i mean there's the og people but also well, if you're a p2 head from way back you probably got 25 p2s and you're just it, okay. if you don't hit me up i'll send you some yeah you need uh you need, <laughs> you need uh mcpro avrs you need p2s shit you need some uh, electron uh envies Mm-hmm. What anything else? Any roaches? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Luna uh uh Lunas? Oh yeah. Yep. I yeah. got judges. I got but I Yeah, I got judges. I got judges that I can part with. I still throw them, but I throw the I throw the throwers, not the, the putters. <clears throat> yeah. But uh I mean overall it I'm I look forward to to checking it out. I'm definitely going to have to pay a little bit more attention to the evolution line stuff that comes out in terms of comparing it to the originals molds, um, the Innova molds. So I, because they are surely not going to tell us this is the evolution FD. No, they're, they're not going to do that. I mean, I think Simon Eagle will do a real good job letting us know that on like release videos like I, I think so too like this replaced the fd in my bag like yeah. that's what it's gonna be i'll tell you right now it's gonna be like i threw the fd fair but this is the like this replaced yeah. the fd in my bag yeah it just it glides further or whatever. like they will sell it they are very good at that those boys yeah i i think so so it's gonna be one of those kind of marketing things that that we're just gonna have to wade our way through and uh, it's same thing with with the various runs of discs that are super confusing for virtually everyone in terms of like, oh, well, the the fifth run of this particular disc was really good and was slightly more stable and sought after and just all the confusion that we deal with on a regular basis in terms of like which destroyer is overstable, which all of these discs that have just totally different flight characteristics based on what we can only assume is arbitrary differences in the manufacturing process, but, but we still have to deal with it and figure it out. And that's going to be just one of those things. We need to throw more, uh, evolution discs because I fucking love chameleon plastic (laughs) and I can't throw a PD two to save my life and be like, that's going to be the one I want. But if there's like a chameleon X, PD2 or or uh DD3 I'll never throw it or have the power to throw it but I'll buy that shit. Yeah. I'll for sure like a PD2 yeah, I'll buy that shit. Yeah. It'll sit on the wall somewhere. Or I'll- DD3 or DDX. What were you? DD3. DD3 is a weird disc. I like DD3. DDX is DDX was not like so we bought DDX like Right away when it first came out, we got yeah. cool swirly ones. There was some hype. Plus, there was like, the, remember that Champs vs. Chumps video where uh, Ian threw like probably one of his best shots yep. ever on, on Champs vs. Chumps 
at at uh at uh Milo. Milo. No, not Milo. No, it was uh what's it called in LA? Um Lami? Yeah, La Mirada. Okay. Uh and uh it was like this big old Anheuser uh and he just parked this hole that was probably like three ninety or something like that. Like a like edge of his his distance. Very very much edge yeah. of his distance. And like remember Paul McBeth like slapped the disc oh, yeah, out the of putt? the air yeah, when he sure. when he went for the putt. Yeah. And like I, I feel like that moment propelled the DDX into like it did. And then we and then we the interest got, we of the, the amateur player. And like fucking everything we buy was more stable than I wanted it to be. Yep. Brand new. And then flash forward to us printing uh Dismania discs and they sent us glow DDXs. They did, yeah. And I had a playoff in a weekly and was like, Oh, I remember this being like more similar than I thought. And ripped one for a drive, and it fucking turned over, and I went OB. And I was like, fuck you, DDX. <laughs> I'm done with you forever. I'm like, it's glow. It's fucking brand new, fresh. You're supposed this to fix this. This thing is going to like maybe flip up and just turned over, and I, was, and, I, and I stayed OB. And I just was like, you are not what I th- I guess you are what I thought you were, but you changed my mind. When I f- Anyways, I don't, I, don't need a D- I don't need a DDX. <laughs> So trespass uh, is a much better DDX. In general, with regards to uh, our conversation about disc inventory, Discmania oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was kind of the the launching point for it. But for the most part, a lot of discs that we want are out of stock at the moment, which yeah. is not necessarily. I would say normally this time of year, uh, disc manufacturers aren't pumping out a lot of stuff they're they're preparing for their new signature runs and and things like that so it's probably just unexpected demand based on the growth of disc golf but i really hope that we don't have a disc many has had trouble getting discs for a while far before yeah always always god And, and for someone us personally that have done custom orders with a lot of different disc golf companies um you know, waiting to see when Dismania will have FDs in stock has been just a part of my life, just in general. When By the we... way, you should hit up Prodigy and be like, remember you're going to make these ah, discs? Whatever. I don't care anymore. But, you know, it, it just is what it is. But yeah. I hope that in 2021, like, that these companies are ready to produce and and maximize their potential. And uh, maybe another manufacturer steps up. Maybe I think that somebody needs to to make a contact in a company that already deals in in plastic extrusion and and find another manufacturer. Maybe a company that makes like rubberized soles for shoes. <laughs> We're going back to Vibram. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, but but rubber discs suck. I think we've we've already. I don't know. I feel like we actually had some pretty positive reviews. Uh, of we of didn't know discs. we didn't know what we were talking about. We no, just... no, we honestly should take the first year of. Remember when reviews? we thought the Obex was overstable? The Obex is not under overstable. It's 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 just a mid range. Yeah, but I also feel like. A lot of those discs I thought were really understable. I was like, oh, no, I'm just Anheusering and Oatsing shit hella bad, too. Yeah, but yes, they're also understable. But I feel like there's probably 
a good out of our first year of this podcast say we did 40 deer reviews there's probably like 35 that we could take another shot at <laughs> probably and it would be for sure. different flights and different yeah. everything but we also spent time in those episodes explaining different concepts about how to throw and oh, things yeah. like that which we don't currently do but they were very helpful to to new yeah. players and we hear all the time people like oh i went back to your beginning episodes and all your explanations of how wind affects your throw and and different uh different kind of tutorial segments that we did were really helpful. So I appreciate that. I um, do too. No, it's good stuff. And I think last off season, we revisited a little bit of that. We did. Yeah. Um, and then this off season, we just were didn't record episodes, didn't record episodes, <laughs> uh, but we're getting back on it. I, yeah. Once again, I feel very positive about the, the future uh, of this podcast and us consistently delivering content. Um, so anyways, th- there's a lot of deer reviews that we could take a, a, a double check at someday. Will we get there? I don't know, because that would be most likely in a world where there's not being don't... like six new discs every two weeks. And that's yeah, just not going to stop happening. And it's not going to stop happening at all. Nope. There's so many different manufacturers we have to follow now and so many different discs getting approved by the PDGA on a regular basis. It's bananas. So we just have to kind of like follow what people want us to review and and make sure we do that so uh and then even even so like we had uh all our conversation about the dgp bag and the overstable fairway conversation and we had multiple people reaching out and then mvp a rep from adam bennett coolest dude ever here he's he's the reason i throw pilots he's the reason robin throws waves yep he heard our last podcast and was like hey by the way uh resistors are in the mail yeah so raddest dude ever so it's it, it's it's we're just gonna follow what where everyone leads us uh That's adam all. please share that with mvp steve tell him you need a raise <laughs> yes adam adam bennett of mvp uh needs a raise he deserves it he's changing he the world of disc golf he does one disc at a time i heard he personally uh brought uh james conrad in for the initial interview and that he's the the real just kind of keystone of well, the he whole played process. Them, he, he played James clips of our show talking yeah. about MVP discs. Yeah. And uh, apparently they bonded together on the um, Bluegrass Festival. The, yeah. They had it, some buzz balls over some bluegrass and it all worked yeah, out. Yeah. It was definitely something along those lines. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well. So I think we could we could <laughs> just before we finish that up. I think maybe once or twice a year we probably could do like a listener vote of a like a recall or a look back. Sure. Like let us know a disc that we really I, I need, like that. That we really we need do, like, to quarterly. take another look at. Yeah. Like what is a disc that we reviewed that multiple people are like, no fucking way, you guys got it I, totally, totally off, wrong. Off the top of my head, the pipeline is one that the yep. DG, oh, DGA yeah. pipeline Multiple times people told us that we just got one that was way too understable. Yep. And that it's not as understable as we thought it was. So I, I definitely know that one. We've already done the Mia Culpa on the pig. Yes. Um But that, that was definitely a big one. Yeah. That, that, it, so I, God, I'm, I can't believe that one. I was like, this shit's stupid. But since we've done the fucking tilt, we did uh yeah. Yeah. the stego. We've done much dumber discs than the pig. Yeah. 
I know that that people have since told us that the Onyx runs are are not as overstable as we've thrown, but I've also had had the exact opposite been told to me. So I think people just are a little confused. Um, and also, yeah. you know, the pers- lift, personal the lift experiences, one, throwing things, it's it's tough. The lift, we've heard a lot, too. That, yeah, the lift is another one. Um, that's way sure. more understable than what we threw. So yeah. there's definitely some, and I'm sure there's more. So, but I, um, I'd, I'd be happy to do a We Got It Wrong uh, deer review and, and uh, read. I mean, we'll try it. We'll, may, we may come back, though, and say, nope. So yeah, let us know uh, if if there's a deer review you heard of a disc that you love that you throw and you're like, I don't know how what these guys are saying right now. This doesn't sound like the disc I throw. There's a good chance that maybe we got a broken one. You know, it's a good one too for us to probably think about again. It's just or maybe Joe was hammered and like you know. the felon. Everyone's like, it's super overstable, and I was like, it was pretty thunderbirdy when we threw it, but also that was. Otzi and Heiser Joe, so yeah, it could could be. So who knows? And we said that the the felon was more overstable, but I think we did okay on that on that one. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know those 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 dynamic disc trilogy heads. They can be a little, they can be they can be weird. It's a little culty over there. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer. We reviewed them both and let you know where you should bring on the course. Tonight we have the Mint Discs Longhorn and Longhorn, apologies, uh, 11 speed, four glide, minus one turn, 2.5 fade, and we're pairing that with full turbo by Transient Artisan Ales, batch three, 8% double IPA, sent by Pseudo, Joey, our, uh, our mod in the Disc Golf Podcast Slack group, which you should check out. If uh, if you aren't there already, so please do that. Where do you want to start, Joe? I'm disc jump, or I'm, beer? I'm I'm jumping right right in. Okay, um, jumping right in with disc. I yeah. Um. I am, and and Robin actually is too. I'm. I think I'm still more so, even though I've I've stepped out on it once or twice. But I'm very much back in, very full on trespass head. I love my trespass. I throw my trespass off the tee on distance drives probably more than anything. I'm probably now like mostly trespass and actually um, tantrum is sneaking its way into like the other one I throw off the tee a lot. So when I saw numbers uh, and even heard from people at the Longhorn, I was like, this is going to be trespass like this is a trespass replacement i heard a lot of people saying wraith right well i hear trespass and in my mind trespass wraith are interchangeable in yes. people's minds yes. um like you're a trespass guy or you're a wraith guy and that's kind of the two worlds of the same or similar disc uh as soon as i picked this disc up uh thank you guy by the way guy boy from uh mint sent these out to us they're beautiful, gorgeous discs. But as soon as it went into my hand, I went, that's not a trespass. That's not a wraith. Uh, that is a smaller rim. That's, that, is a, that is a lower speed disc. I don't know that it's 11 speed. Um, and before I even talk about flight, I will say when throwing, Rob and I talked about the same thing. And 
you know, as we were throwing it in the field, we both had the same feeling. You could even just looking like putting their rims next to each other. Cause we threw, so I will say in the field, we threw the longhorn with the trespass and with uh, the mayhem. Yes. So through mayhem, trespass. Significantly faster. But Longhorn. trespasses is, Joe and I both drive with trespasses. So yep. when we're dealing those speed ranges, that's that's pretty much the closest. And for me, a mayhem is, is a little faster trespass, but still kind of similar flight. Um, not as much fit. Anyways, that's what I had in my bag. It made sense. I pulled them out. Um, but instantly throwing trespasses for lots of years, I was like, there's no way. It's the same size rim. Um, and I thought that was like, in my mind, it was slam dunk. It made all the sense in the world. As we geared up, actually, we we almost re, uh, reviewed this last week. Um, I think we were hoping Guy was going to get on. He's not able to, but they're going to have some re- releases later. He'll be on. Anyway, yeah, it looks like there's like a like a jackalope or something like that. What's, yeah. What's the... I don't know. We'll follow. We'll, we'll, he'll get on and probably someone else from Mint. But... Anyway, as we're doing our research, and by we, I mean Robin, they have the measurement of rim of the Longhorn the same as a Wraith, the same as a Trespass. 2.1 centimeters which is, is, is what it, it says on the on the page. I While I don't have calipers, um, I do have other uh, measurement devices, and, I, and this is definitely less than 2 centimeters centimeters definitely you can tell you can like in my hand this does not feel like a trespass i throw a trespass so much well i i don't say trespass say it does not feel like an 11 11 speed speed disc sorry so it doesn't matter about the trespass it it, this is a what i would call a 10 speed rim yeah yeah it's it's bigger than a nine uh, I don't think it's 1.9 centimeters, which would be like your your standard nine speed rim. I think it's probably real close to two centimeters. It's definitely not 2.1, um, and it's definitely not two. And it and it it probably in the all likelihood is less than two centimeters. Um, but I'd say this is a 10 speed rim, uh, which I like. Right. So I, the- I I should say I really am happy about that. I prefer the this the smaller rim for this type of disc but it's just uh i was expecting something different right so i do all that not to shit on the disc at all because that's not that's not my purpose because it flew very similar to a trespass yeah it uh pop up turn come back Super similar distance. I think the trespass snuck a few feet on it pretty much every drive, but not a ton, not a super noticeable amount. Um, Great flight, great glide. So ultimately, although as soon as I picked it up, there's there's no way this is the same as a trespass. um, I was pleasantly surprised by the flight and in my mind instantly went, you know, the way Robin is, I think 11 speed, maybe even 12 speed, he actually still feels pretty good with. But I know there's a lot of people who are like, wide rims, I hate. And in my mind, I instantly went, wow, there's going to be people who like a, a smaller rim that are fucking stoked with a disc that flies like this. 
yeah. with a smaller rim. So the only thing that I can think, uh, just in general, because um, you know when you submit your mold uh, statistics to, or not statistics, your mold data to the PDGA, um, it's possible that the the mold on this disc has an inner bevel on the rim. And that where you're like, if you're doing a power grip where your index finger is hitting on that rim, that diameter could be larger than the outside if it bevels in. Like famously, Lego bricks do this, Ooh, like on you. on their on their uh, on the inside, and it enables them to pop out of their molds more easily. So, what I was measuring with uh you know uh, a flat wall and a, a very precise ruler to the inside edge of the bottom of the rim it's very possible that that inside edge with calipers could be oh you are you are that's probably could be that that full 2.1 and that maybe mint has found a way to not found a way but they have uh made a wide rim that is truly at that rim at the at the base of the flight plate is 2.1 totally yeah and and at Ooh. the the bottom yeah, rim smart, is like 1.9 that's my my thought as to what this disc is because you can and see you can see that it, it slopes i i think i think that's exactly what you're seeing here so it which is what i really like about this disc because i prefer the feel of a nine or ten speed disc in my hand but i still get you know 10 11 speed ish flight distance and that's i really like that i i'm uh i was impressed by the flight i was a little bit like confused in the beginning but i think if i actually had a set of calipers that if i did caliper to the outside to the edge to the very bottom of where it meets bottom the of the rim plate, totally. that, that could be 2.1 centimeters yeah, i think so i i that is such a good call i didn't so, think about that but that's that is because it does it does it slopes in so it's uh, close but I, I i i think that's what we got going on here yeah that makes sense so it flies very very much like uh, a trespass um we threw it with my warning but not beat to shit uh moonshine trespass also uh if you got a set of calipers or uh have recommendations on a nice set of calipers it seems like the disc golf podcast needs them yeah so, that's probably not a bad idea uh, just uh, just send us um, a link and tell us what we should get it is so we threw both in we got uh two beautiful uh longhorns sent to us beautiful beautiful actually i ordered them and then guy saw that I ordered them and refunded our money because he is a great person and Mint's yeah. awesome. They're beautiful, sublime, um, very similar, but I'm sure slightly different than plasma plastic. Yes. Um, nice kind of pearly, iridescent. Yep. Just scores. We had a pink and a blue, a 169 and 174. Surprise, surprise, the 169 was a little less stable than the 174. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pop it. I can pop it up on a hyzer, flip it, maybe get a little bit of turn. Always finished. It didn't. I, I don't think a single time it. Yeah, held I think the that turnover. that that two point five fade is legit. I think it's more of a two fade, but two point five yeah, yeah, I won't argue fade. with. Um, it, it unless put on a pretty decent anheuser it was definitely popping out of it every time, and flat throws would turn a little bit and finish left. Yeah. So um, it's it, kind of that same kind of, 
you know, the, the, the very first time we talked about trespass and I was like, why have I not been throwing this? It's like, it kind of finishes in line yeah. with where you throw it. Cause it pops up, turns and uh-huh. comes back kind of right in line. Nice glide. Great disc. Excellent. I'm, I'm like mint is building a beautiful, beautiful bag. Like they just keep popping. You know what the thing too, like Robin pulled out a, Freetail, right? And the rim's not that much different from the Freetail and the... Yeah, when you look at the bottom, it's not that much different. But I, I do think that that uh, the inner side of the rim on the Longhorn ha- has a bevel to it so that the the actual where it meets the actual flight plate, it, it that diameter is different. So Yeah. It feels good. Throws uh, great. The plastic's beautiful. The the stamps great. And the thing that Mint does, and I know we've talked about it with all the Mint discs that's, that we've reviewed, um, you don't ever have to like review bubbles and how stiff the plastic is. Blah blah to figure out what run everything is. It's it's written out for you to know exactly what plastic, what run, when it came out, and every Mint mm-hmm. disc, which is. Something I wish more manufacturers would adopt because it makes so much sense. Yep. To know, I want a disc that flies like this. I know I can get the same one instead of being like, hey, that uh, that Destroyer, was that when so-and-so's name was coming out on it? When that one yep. came out? Like that bottom uh-huh. temp one, that was like, that was when Macbeth ones were rolling out, right? Or was that when AJ, like... um. It's uh it's a it's a beautiful thing. So let's talk about the beer. All right. So thank you, Joey. Really appreciate you for this. Uh but transient artisan ales, full turbo, eight percent alcohol, double IPA. This is it's got like some melon flavor to it. It's it's very fruity. It it's this is a great one. It's man. And also very strong, as you can tell. We are. Yeah, we are. Dude, a little smoke. Um, it is, and and it is an artisan ale. I'm just glad that I got through my explanation of, <laughs> of wh- why I think the rim difference is no, that's before gri- drinking. Like, I, didn't even, I didn't even know you were I didn't even know you were going there. That was I know. Such a great, I kept that secret. That's smart. I like it. You're so smart, this guy. Um, it's a little boozy. I actually, honestly, to, full honestly, honesty... <laughs> Honestly, God, the beer is so strong. Yep. Oh yeah, you uh, drank the full. 10, 10 full honesty, uh, I measured it with a, a, an architectural ruler uh, before the show because we were both talking about it, and like I was, just, I was like, "There's no way." And so I took closer look at it and and realized after the pre-show, I was seeing you set it on a flat surface, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Yeah. So like yeah. I, I just like did a couple other things and like looked at it, and I was like, "This is what's going on," and I didn't really I I. It was either that I didn't really think about explaining it to you or forgot to explain it, but knew that I was going to talk about it. It's better that you but, didn't because I liked having like the you're totally right and looking at the disc as we were talking like that. That's but I mean, fun. it's clearly the case when you yeah. look at it now. You yeah. can see that the 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 diameter on the on the flight plate is smaller than at the actual bottom rim. Yep. So. Um. But yeah, the the beer, like I was gonna say, and it might be, you know, it's an artisan ale, so and and you can tell by the can that they don't can a ton of them. It's a silver can with a sticker on it. Mine's kind of mine's kind of boozy. I like it, 
but it, it it is a little boozy. Okay, all right. Not not crazy. No, not but I mean it's an 8%. I'd say I'd say like my my biggest takeaways would be like a pineapple and some yep. like oh, melon yeah. oh, yeah. and the pineapple uh, and those hard. Like it's not crazy citrusy, but it's more of like the sweet fruit type type flavors that you're getting out of it. Yeah. And uh a, a, a tad malty, definitely kind of like a little boozy, but but a lot of flavor coming through. Oh yeah. So I it's I mean we're gonna we're gonna have a we're Joe and I are gonna have a great night. This podcast is gonna end, but the fun is gonna keep going, let me tell you. Yeah, while we're trying to sleep. <laughs> to make, to, uh, this yeah. is gonna have lasting effects. It's probably gonna mess up my tag round on Saturday. I'm No, your Saturday's gonna be fine. Stop. Don't don't put that on that. <sighs> it's gonna be good. Are you gonna drink at the tag round? No, absolutely not. <sighs> no. No. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence. I'm gonna drink water, and uh, probably gonna get two, three aces, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be good. I definitely haven't drank an eight uh, percent IPA, double IPA here, um, but you can taste the the like. There's a little bit a little bit of citrus to it, but it's definitely got like mostly tropical type type flavors i don't think i've ever played a tournament quote-unquote round um with my bag i think every time i've, I've, I've either done a sexton shootout or a trilogy challenge yeah yeah it could be no we did that doubles uh oh, the, doubles with the uh, for the the summer thummer for the the yeah. napa napa disc golf club truth that was our bags yeah, I did. I did one of those with Shane, also. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so um, full turbo batch three double IPA. This is a dangerous one. I mean, it's it's just it's packed with flavor. I also do want to shout out to I just drank uh, the juices loose. Yeah. Um, this one is great. Juices loose fucking amazing also by transient right which you drank last week during the show i did yeah um that we didn't talk about too much this one is good that we're reviewing for the deer review i wish we would have known i kind of agree and saved juices loose but we looked at it and we're like full turbo that's a disc golf term oh totally a turbo shot full turbo good drink on the course yeah full turbo is is like it's pretty good description of what the beer but is going to do to you. It, yeah, it's kind of it's a kind of turbo beer. It's kind yeah, of like, Whoa, it, let's it, get to- it. <laughs> totally is. Uh, ju- juice is loose. Transit, you get that shit. Like I'll drink that all day on a course. I think the 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 full turbo, like one or two of those, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, it's time to take a nap. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want sure. more of those in the round. Sure. I'm I'm still approving of it. I'm just oh, yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna say right now. It's yeah, totally same. And it's it's a a wonderful co- kind of collection of flavors. I I'd say prominently pineapple, a little bit of citrus, and like some sort of other sweet fruit. Whether you want to call it like mango or whether you want to, you know, I, it could be a number of things. But it's all the kind of it's more of like a syrupy sweet. Exactly, There's double the, IPA. The syrup is definitely there. Yeah. Yep. So like it it just has that kind of real sugary flavor to it, rather than your kind of more crisp. Uh, you know, citrusy, dry IPAs. So, yeah. Yep. Um, it, it, it's on that that end. So, 
Um, but the the finish is not quite like that. It, it's really just like sweet on the initial flavor, and then you get like the dry kind of crisp. The syrup stays though. Yeah, and you get the dry. Yeah, yeah. So. It's 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 a good beer. I will. I would. I would take it on the course, but not uh, all. Not all day. Like maybe one or two through a long day on the course. Uh, the disc. I'm a I'm a I'm a trespass man. I'm a trespass man. The the I and I notably, although I told Robin this lately, and I'll be transparent for the podcast. I've had some moments with the tantrum that I'm like, this rim is fucking really wide, and I still <laughs> like it. I th- I throw it well, but I have some moments if my hands are cold or whatever that I'm like, this might be too wide for what I want to do right now. But the trespass is like the perfect rim width for me. Uh-huh. Um, not too wide, not too uh, skinny, and this one is just a l- doesn't feel perfect in the hand the same way. Yeah, um, I'm gonna toy with this one more. You should, and it's not just because I want Guy to send me another Eternal Bullet, so I can have one. Thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you, Ralph. No, no, no. I'm no. They're mine. Well, I should be a Bullet Man too, and he'll no. send that, and mm-hmm. then I'll have that, and then we'll both be Bullet no, Men. No, I mean you're you're pilot guy. I'm a Bullet guy. It's that's the way it should be. There's no reason to. <laughs> no, I mean they're very similar. There's no, mine, but whatever. You know, there's really good. no reason to change the way uh, <laughs> we have that set up at all, at all. Um, I what I do love about it is that. I think they've cheated with this disc, and they they've uh, made it an eleven speed, but they've given you the feel of a nine or a ten speed disc, which is great. I like that a yeah. lot. Um, it it is kind of in your dependable range of understable, in that unless you really oat the yank it, yank it, or oat yeah. the crap out of it, oat which at, I've been doing lately, but it's not the disc fault. And for those listening oat off-axis torque, meaning that you release the disc at an angle that is different than your follow-through type thing. So you get if, lots of wobbles. It, you get lots of wobbles. You get other weird stuff going on. That is what off-axis torque is. So, um, but you can have this disc that feels decent in your hand and still possibly gives you like 10 11 speed distance i like it i like it the distance when i and, felt the and rim, i know i know feels good in the hand is a cliche but for me i don't like wide rim discs so when i say that it means that it's not wide rim well and i'm telling you it doesn't feel good in my hand like, i know i know because you you like uh, a thick d in your hand a wide a wide d well, have to be thick a girthy one well it's well, Garrett Griffey throws mostly like destroyers, which is like not the same. Oh, oh, girth, not okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was wow, a, a dick thing. Um, well, I mean, now it is. <laughs> it wasn't before. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I made it a wow, thing. Joe. Way to take it to the weird place. You know, God, you like what you're used to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I went too far there. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> wow. So, I think we'll both rock the beer. Robin uh-huh. is uh, creeped out. Is is discurious with this? Decurious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, very much so. I I like it. Um, I I have not 
to be honest. I have not thrown enough. And um, one thing that I do like that I didn't see with this yet is that this still fades a bit more than my trespass does. Um, well, you got some fancy. You got some. I that that is the case. You got some trespasses a little bit different. Though, All too. of my trespasses are very beat. So, <laughs> i.e., Robin's trespasses are Joe's trespasses. They are. They literally he doesn't throw anymore. Literally, because they is they're because <laughs> they are all very understable. So, but at the same time, I can throw them and have them literally just like fly straight. Yeah. and 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 land straight and not do it. And I didn't ever get that shot with the longhorn. Yeah. Uh, plenty of shots where I got a little hyzer flip up and then a light fade. Or if I threw it nice and flat, I got some turn and then it kind of faded back to straight. But the true like, like flat straight 370 foot shot or whatever, um, I didn't achieve with this yet. So I'm going to toy with it. I'm going to keep checking it out and see. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm intrigued by it. I like the fact that uh, just in general, I don't gain personally a lot of distance on golf shots going from 9-speed to 12-speed discs. Like, on a, Robin throws uh, Thunderbirds real far is what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like I can throw my Thunderbirds but within 15 feet. Of, I mean, Thunderbird, at, like, yes, Thunderbirds, but mostly at Thunderbird. Yeah, a couple of Thunderbirds that I can throw within 10, 15 feet of what I would do with a 12-speed driver. And I can do it more consistently and typically do. So it's there's not a lot of, of uh, opportunity that, that I gain by, by jumping up in speed. Typically. Now, I can bite off more distance by doing a more inconsistent line, you know, a big turnover shot type things, which is what I typically try to do with a wave or something like that, um, the fission waves that I currently bag. But for the most part, I'm better served by just trying to bite off accurate distance with my 9-speed discs. Yeah. And I do like, and the point of that is that I like that this feels like that type of disc. It feels like a 9 or a 10 speed, but it is rated at 11 and gets kind of close to 11 speed distance. So, yeah, that's cool. I like that. So I think something we talk about, too, we always talk about um, before we, the, the DGP bag, I will talk about, um, you know, if I were to drop into Texas and not have a bag and pick up a longhorn, I would have zero worries about what it does. And I'd feel super confident in throwing it. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. We don't have, we didn't have a ton of throws, but there weren't any weird, like errant shots that were like, Oh, I wasn't expecting to do that. Like it was yeah. very consistent. Very pretty much, much so. every throw going back and forth across, across a field that had, different wind going, you know, each direction. Uh, I could easily pick this disc up and feel confident throwing it on the shots that I knew it would be good for. Um, I think Mint is doing an amazing job really filling out, like, the quote-unquote Mint bag of having kind of 
different speeds and flights they, that they, are consistent. They need- and, and, you know, they're, they're getting real close to the point that um, – and, and there may be, you, you know, with the different runs and wears that someone could consistently just throw a full mint bag. Um, they're, they're getting really close. They're doing a great job. I feel like they really know what they're doing, bringing new molds in. I'm very excited. I think maybe the next one maybe is a Thunderbird-esque um, disc, which I would really love to check out from Mint. Um, that is a mold that Rob and I obviously just talked about a whole bunch. Uh, throw a ton, and I'd like to see their take on something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, beer, 100% in. Uh, it Transient ales, full turbo, batch three, 8%. Uh, I, double IPA and Longhorn. I think we got to call this over two, but, but like, I'm, I'm point, curious. Point, point five. You're uh, you're D curious. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Yeah. I'll accept that. Yeah. Um, so this, this is, is just this is just this is the Conrad to MVP. I was just about to this say this is like actually no. I was I was gonna say this is not Conrad. This to is MVP. Conrad on Showmez. Yeah, not telling like, us. Hey, I'm gonna come on, listen up, and fucking ten I'm, minutes before. Oh, by the way, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hey, tell you what it is. I'm uh I'm coming on this big show that lots of people watch on this channel with with hundreds of thousands of followers and i'm not gonna say anything but i'm not gonna tell you that i'm not gonna say anything until like very close to the airing of this video i will pump this up and let you know i'm coming on and who knows what i'm gonna talk about yep oh just joking i'm just gonna talk this off and not tell you what i'm gonna do so i will conclude this similarly anticlimactic deer review by saying you need to check out otbdisc.com and use promo code DGPODCAST to get free shipping on your next they order. They sell mint discs. They do. And they are the best disc golf retailer in the whole world. So check them out, otvdiscs.com. Check out our Slack group. You can get there on our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. Hit the join Slack link. Join the best disc golf community in the world. As Joe said last week, which I think helped for people, when you first join, we are going to welcome you. After we do that, we'll leave you alone. You can do whatever you want, but don't be scared. It'll be okay. We're just an awesome community of people talking about disc golf and literally everything else. I mean, there's there's a Lego channel, for God's sakes. I'm the only person that talks in it, but it's it's still there. If you want advice on your home, there's a contractor's channel. So, like, you could talk to the other contractors. Also, I'm the only person there. But there's other channels that are, like, active and stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's, a, if there's a channel that I'm on that I'm the only one there. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm the common man of this. Yeah. yeah Which is okay. Yeah. Like, that's not a negative on you. Like, you have a, a very awesome skill set that I have nothing close to. Um, so, it's okay for, like, you to have these specialized channels. I'm the everyman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you hung up some planter boxes. You did a good job. I did. I, I done did that. You did a great job. I got was, walked through like step by step before I did it. I was very I, proud of you. But I done did it. I was very proud. They look great. You sent the pictures. I yeah, think I was pr- did, I'm proud of I them. I think you did a great job. Next, check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. If you like the main show, 
You will love getting access to our pre-show recordings. We do a pre-show before every single podcast. We put it out to Patreon. So it's like getting two disc golf podcasts every single week. Plus, all kinds of secret information gets divulged there. So it's it's. I drank a really bad malt liquor today. Yeah, we and did you can a. Only we, hear about that. That's actually true. In the we pre-show. we had a malt liquor bet on last uh, week's episode on James Conrad being a jerk. Two eighteen. Surprise! Yeah. He was a jerk. So not on James not Conrad drink, uh, messing up our liquor. episode once again. But uh, Joe lost that bet because James Conrad didn't announce a new sponsor by like midnight on Sunday or whatever the heck the time we did we decided but it he hasn't done it yet so uh joe had to drink a uh green apple mike's harder lemonade which is eight percent alcohol and 16 ounces and he gave his full review on the taste which was terrible but uh, if you want to hear that maybe maybe it's great you should join our patreon patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast support the pod and uh get access to more hilarious content Uh, i'm i'm sorry i think it's hilarious I hope you do too. In the I meantime, also think it's hilarious. Get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up. Fucking outrun an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly and then you say hey i hit some metal and then you say wait a minute robin i think i'm starting to get it now could you fill my throat for me that's fucking teamwork what's your favorite disc that's cool with me it's not a trespass but i guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hook it.